to the people out there listening, how could the show be bad? Just enjoy it live from the spider room. The Internet Hotel Dropkick We three young chucklers I give that the space thumb of approval Oh, god damn it I set a standard as the sexiest host <laughs> of this show You have no idea how hard it is to find headphones That are big enough to fit around my top hat Idiot, 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 you idiot Too good No, not good Podcasturbation You call it a tie, but I call it a cravat I hate the world I am a sociopath. <laughs> Come on, let's be honest. This is about me. You can get like 20 ducks at a time in the mail. This is like my worst nightmare. What is happening here? What is happening here? What is happening here? Hello and welcome to How Could This Show Be Bad? You shushed me for that? Cha-cha-cha-cha. You shushed me just so you could start the show in a semi-professional way? Yeah, that's uh, that's exactly why I should. You love that theme song. Oh my God, who is that? What? And everyone else that has talked so far. <laughs> <laughs> Professional. Uh, I am, of course, your host, Mike Linden. Uh, our uh, our local dairy cow, Dan Linden. <laughs> nice. Um, constantly shushed because he's annoying, Stephen Montenegro. You eat a shh, dick. Shh, shh, shut up, <laughs> shut up. And today's guest, one Mr. Sid Oxborough, everybody. Hey. Hey. Is that golden voice. You didn't, uh, you didn't insert fake middle names for him that time. They're not fake. Sid it's Robert Downey Jr. Oxborough. <laughs> there it it's is. It's all very legal. It's all on the up and up. It's all legit. Your middle, your your fourth middle name is legally Iron Man Hulk? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> My parents changed it when I was 17. Because they thought, this this kid can't go into adulthood with the names that he has. No. He'll get his ass kicked. Yeah. If we had Iron Man Hulk <laughs> as the sixth and seventh middle name, he'll be fine. Yeah. Or they but just felt is, like, like, this is, they were like, this is our last chance to legally screw with this kid. Yeah. <laughs> we might as well do something. I like that they hyphenated Iron Man and Hulk because they couldn't decide between the two. Yeah, and I had well, a much... one name. Yeah, I had a much more... Uh, I had a much more upbeat take on how your parents raised you than Dan did. Oh, no. They named me Sydney. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> they did name you Sydney. In the 80s. Yeah, I guess they... Uh... Everybody hated gay names. Yeah, <laughs> but maybe, but maybe uh, they just wanted you to Because back up... then we didn't know if having a gay name could give you AIDS or not. Right. Or, yeah, I mean, back then we, would, we thought that if you got the wrong ear pierce, you were gay. I had a friend... In kindergarten, she told me she was Puerto Rican. She told me that all boys that have blonde hair are gay. What? Yeah. That's true in Puerto Rico. Actually, is... science has confirmed that. <laughs> I mean, this is New Jersey, and that's true in New Jersey, too. Well, it's not just blonde hair. All men with hair have AIDS in New Jersey. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> wow. But there's no, there's no blonde men in New Jersey, so you can say whatever you want about them. That's an excellent point. Um, <laughs> have I've, you ever seen one? I mean, I, I haven't looked very hard. But That's right. How I, hard have you looked? I will re- I will refer you back. Not at all. Uh-huh. I will refer you back to the previous Stephen Hates part of the country on New Jersey, mm-hmm. in which I think if you check the record, I did not mention blonde men once. That's true. <laughs> John Bon Jovi is the closest they have to a blonde man, and Bleached. that's part of where the gay stigma comes from. Yeah, I would imagine. Not to mention he's riddled with AIDS, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. John yeah, Bon Jovi. Just look how much hair he has. Yeah. John he's Bon Jovi, though, he... Question mark shaped Carposi sarcoma all over his body. <laughs> he... Wow, that's... That was strangely specific. <laughs> um, how did riddled you, with AIDS. How did you know that? Um, but, uh, no, like, if you... If you look at it, though, um, John Bon Jovi is uh, fortunate, both fortunate and a uh, um, marvel of modern science. He's got uh, he has so many AIDS that there are actually competing AIDS that keep the AIDS in check. Right, because that's a thing. Yeah, I just realized he that, was like, required legally, though, by the CDC to inform all the millions of people whose faces he rocked off that there may have been blood to blood contact. Wow, you guys, I, I don't really do AIDS comedy. <laughs> <laughs> 
I you do really now, do buddy. I don't do that kind of material. Well, we'll get off of that immediately then. So Magic Johnson's just been misdiagnosed and actually has cancer then. He has no hair. Correct. Okay. Huh. That explains why he's still At alive. At least while he's in New Jersey. <laughs> Is that his secret? He just stays in New Jersey? <laughs> Man, I'd rather just have AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> yep. A fate worse than AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> That's their new slogan. <laughs> Thanks for changing the travel and tourism slogan, Chris Christie. Mm-hmm. I don't know who Chris Christie is. He's the governor of New Jersey. He's that character Why that did Bobby you say Moynihan that as if plays? I should know that? Everybody knows that. I don't watch Saturday Night Live. He's he's the RNC's current like. Then how do you know They're propping up. <laughs> I don't think Checkmate. the people that watch Saturday Night Live know who Bobby Moynihan is. <laughs> That's true. Burn on Bobby Moynihan? Is that is that true? Me. Right? I'm, yeah. Fair? You, I yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not me. Not me, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> This has been our recurring segment, Sid Oxborough's Love Notes to Bobby Moynihan. Sid Oxborough loves Bobby Moynihan. When are you guys going to do that show? We'll put some some soft music over it if you want to. I'm waiting for some more Slappy Pappy. (laughs) I don't want Saturday Night Live. Uh, Slappy Pappy is my new favorite character. (laughs) Is that a thing? Yeah. It's based on Chucky Chucky Ducky. You don't need to tell me what it is. It sounds (laughs) terrible. You guys know Shucky Ducky, though? I do not, and uh, now I don't care to. Wow. You've introduced it to me in a way that I could not possibly care about it. All right. If you're interested in it, check out every other (laughs) podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. Don't check out it. In spite of that John Conroy episode we just did. Which was entirely about listening to other podcasts, which is what he was doing while recording this podcast. How could this show be bad does not encourage the listening to of podcasts Including our own. Oh, wow. That this seems... Did you not know that, that was what that whole show was about? Yeah. We should have just called it Don't Listen to This Show. But then people wouldn't have listened and wouldn't have known that they shouldn't listen to this show. Yeah. It checks well, out. We're trying to create a space-time vortex. I see. And since Mike can't fly around the world backwards fast enough... Sorry. I don't watch Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> well... It's pretty clear what this episode's going to be called. <laughs> oh boy. Whatever, this is the intro Shucky segment. Ducky, quack, quack. I mean, Why is this happening? It will not be called that. <laughs> uh, I think we've accomplished everything we wanted to accomplish in this little oh, intro really? segment. You don't everybody wanna... understands what everybody's about. You Dan. don't want to make any more statements that shows how cool you are since you don't, like, <laughs> ex- you know, don't consume like the pop culture zeitgeist of comedy. How, uh, how fixed is the gear on your bike? So fixed, on, on your dude. comedy so bike. Fixed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You fixed the gear on your comedy bike. Yeah. Oh, what is, what is that? Carbon fiber comedy? Wow. It's so light, but durable. Fuck Jimmy Fallon. Whatever. I don't watch that show. <laughs> wait. He always wait, laughs wait, 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 wait. Stop. Skits. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Is, your, is, is the conceit here now that, uh, is that one, either A, you erroneously are claiming to think that Jimmy Fallon is still on yes. Saturday Night Live, or B... <laughs> actually think that uh what is it late night with jimmy fallon rises to the cultural standing of saturday night live no. and therefore is cool enough to or hate on see that jimmy fallon is the carbon fiber bike of comedy i think that's mm, what you were saying be... i think that's absolutely what you were saying what i was saying is that when you just want to ride jimmy fallon anymore they're like i stopped watching it i hate jimmy fallon he always laughs in his skits <laughs> He did always do that. He, he did always do that. That is the thing that. that he did. I only like Adam Sandler. You heard it here first, America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're busting the doors down. Yeah. Suck it, Lauren Michaels. Hey, you guys. Uh... Just kidding, Lauren Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to apologize for things that Stephen yeah. says. And if Sid, you did, Sid, that you would keep be assuming all the rest these, of like, did. You keep assuming these incredibly prominent people in comedy give a shit about this show. They do, Dan. Uh, I mean, what I mean, if I refer to the, them to listen to this? This is part of your credits. It's a little bit about, it's on your credits. Yeah. I mean, Lauren Michaels is <laughs> does listen to the show every every fortnight. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's why I uh, resisted now until now the urge to tell him to suck it. But otherwise, now it was every, just too good. Yeah. Otherwise, every episode would have just been you guys having a conversation and me mumbling "suck it more" in Michaels. Really? Yeah. That's absolutely. all that's been keeping you from just absolutely. spewing that out every time. Because like, look, I have respect for him as a guy that has done things. Uh huh. A guy but, that has made money. 
Yeah, uh-huh. as a guy that is, I don't know, ostensibly succeeded in some way, even though he, you know, was the executive producer of Wayne's World 2. Wayne's World 2, in retrospect, is a pretty fucking good movie, you guys. Of course it is! <laughs> it's amazing! Sure, we were all disappointed when it came out. No, we weren't. <laughs> well, some people were. <laughs> <laughs> That was not the position of this show. We were far. We were. We were still entirely entranced. We hadn't stopped watching Wayne's World One when Wayne's World Two came out. Right. Good. Yeah, we were. We were all hoping. We pretty that much just took a break watching Wayne's World One to go to the theater quick and watch Wayne's World yeah, Two. Yeah, we were all hoping. Like we had our fingers crossed that Wayne's World Two would be Ross Perot's pick for vice president. Interesting. I wish. But then, what would Dana Carvey have done? He I probably, think just been vice president. I think it would have been exactly that uh, that time cop theme that that yeah. the ending of time cop. Dana Carvey touches Dana Carvey as Ross Perot touches Dana Carvey as uh, Garth, and then they just get sucked into the. Actually, that could have happened. I watched a sketch the other day where Dana Carvey as George Bush debated himself as Ross Perot. Whoa! And Phil oh. Hartman was Bill Clinton. <laughs> Do you think if Dana Carvey had been the vice president, he still would have made Master of Disguise? Uh, no. Yeah, I can only assume that he would have made, they would have allowed him to make sequels. I think Master of Disguise is like a passion project, right? And this is why no, no one should, and this is why no one should vote for Ross Perot. Because there would have been a vote for Ross Perot is a vote for Master of Disguise 3. I'm a turtle. Look, I'm a turtle man. Yeah. That's pretty much summed it up. Spot on impression of Dana Carvey. <laughs> so you guys, looking back on this intro segment. Take some of your own medicine, Shut Dana up. Carvey. Looking back, looking back on this intro segment. <laughs> uh, okay, looking back on this intro segment and like thinking hard about all of the all that you know about omens. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I passed a dead black cat on the way here, that's a good sign, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you even know who Dana Carvey is? I don't want to say that. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Show be bad. Hi, Dan. Hey. hey Dan. He hey, is Steven. a stand-up hey, comic. Sam. He is an improv. <laughs> he is the star of his own podcast. Way later with Sydney Oxborough. It's Sydney Oxborough. Everyone. Wait, did you just introduce yourself? What while, the while shit is childishly in the middle of the show? Like, was, you know what? I didn't like that first intro that you gave me when you were so gracious enough to invite me on your show. I'm gonna wait until 15 minutes in and then just falsify a bunch of facts to introduce myself. I, I, I falsified one fact. Yeah, I've seen that. Well, that seemed, by that the time mostly it comes grounded. out, who knows? By the time That's this true. comes out in two days, yeah, he's the star of his own one-man show at the Fringe Festival. You call this a life? Oh, is there? Wow, a, that's very serious. That uh, dramatic uh, one-man Fringe show. That dramatic pause really made it. You sound guys getting like out it. to any Fringe shows? I have seen none. If of If you them. see one this Fringe season, yes, see the critically acclaimed. You call this a life? What it? First of all, I'm almost certain that that doesn't exist. But I still want to hear about it. Second no, of all, there's no way to prove whether second it of exists all, or not. Tell us much more about it. It's Did, just sort of about my journey uh, through young adulthood, yeah. trying to find my place in the world. Sure. Um, Do you maybe dabble kind in of drugs a quarter a little bit? Crisis thing. There's one scene you about dabble. A drug experience. Yeah, and do you maybe um, do you maybe sleep with your like with your neighbor's wife or something like that? Like a much older woman. That's going to be in a, the sequel as a coming of age piece. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you already this have. Is a, it's like it's sort of like yeah. It's very French much like has the already graduate. optioned you for a sequel. <laughs> well, would you get like fingers crossed? We don't know the dates yet. Would right. you get like two over five for that? Yeah. I got I got two over five fringies. <laughs> <laughs> so like two two fringies just for writing it, and five fringies if they if they actually pick it up and run it. Exactly, and in case you don't know, listeners, uh, the fringies are like these little 
creatures that they have running around the Fringe Festival that help you out with stuff. They're sort of like production assistants, they, and they're kind of like Smurfs. They're, yeah. they're but they have, now we uh, want to peach skin. Said they're we of course want to specify the Twin Cities, uh, the Minnesota Fringe Festival. Like yeah. we don't we don't want people thinking that we're some like backwater run of the mill. Edinburgh, yeah, ugh. like, ugh. yeah. Fringefestival.org, look up. You call this a life? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were done for a second. Fringefestival.org, look up. <laughs> I gotta go, you guys. You know, you know, Sid, that those little Smurf-like creatures are just—they're uh, just theater students. Oh, that's what I thought. I thought they were a little bit weird-looking. But you still, you still shouldn't but... feed them after midnight, though. Oh, absolutely not. No. And the cage that they live in in your basement while they're doing stuff for you for the Fringe Festival is actually the – that will be the pinnacle of their life. Oh, their I thought they were singing down degree. there because they were happy. It's because they're sad? No, that's the best thing that's ever going to happen to them. Oh. What happens when someone, when someone stops well, so treating them so you're both like, right, really. That's the yeah. difference yeah. between cartoons and theater people. Cartoons sing because they're happy. Theater <laughs> people sing because they're sad. <laughs> that's, that's pretty true. That's, yeah. I can find no flaw with that logic. <laughs> All I'm saying is that, like, once you've graduated from Carleton College with a degree in technical theater, you're gonna you're gonna be longing for the time in which you were locked in someone's basement, being fed just enough to be kept alive. Well, I mean, what an incredible thing to pull from for your later performance pieces. You know it's true. I mean? mm-hmm. Like, imagine in like Fringe 2015 when those fresh-faced young theater students will now be grizzled 25-year-olds. And they can create a show. Wait, wait, wait. Your theory is that your theory is that they're all exactly twenty-two right now. Grizzled twenty-five-year-old, cynically writing, just a existing IP. Insert the phrase: the musical fringe right. magic. Right. But somehow it's still about being trapped in a cage in Sid's basement. One, <laughs> uh, so they're all Silence of the Lambs, the musical. Yeah. Sounds of the Lambs. Uh, also, Red Dragon, the musical. I'm working on. Oh, You're working good. on that. Oh, wow. So you you and own it, that. Yeah. You you now own that intellectual property that I assume was owned by like Miramax or Gateway Entertainment or something like that because you came on this podcast, suggested that it would be a fringe show, and quote totally dibsed it. Yep. I think that's how the internet works. I mean, internet law is still that's so, a, no. That's how you, you know. get the rights for something it's for a no fringe man's show. Land. Yeah. It's like the wild, wild west. Yeah. You always have to say, you can't say wild west anymore. Have you ever noticed that? You always have to say wild, wild west. Well, that's because the wild west is boring. Yeah, Yeah. the wild wild west has uh, Kenneth Branagh and like giant robot spiders. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And Tommy Lee Jones, right? Sure. Did that happen? I grew up in the wild, wild west. You're thinking of Men in Black. (laughs) I grew up in the wild. I but, just, that but, uh, but wasn't the third Men in Black a time travel movie? Wasn't it? Isn't that how they tie it all together? Yeah. Will Smith goes back in time to old West time. It's like the Back 80s. to the Future. And he Josh goes back Brolin in time to like as the Jesse 80s. James from Young Guns. Right. Is the original <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. And he's trying to find uh, this guy who carries around an air pump and puts holes in people's foreheads and calls them friendo. This isn't true. I don't know. <laughs> I'm upset. <laughs> what? Can we just stick to the facts here? Sid has a fringe show that we wanted to talk about. Should we talk about my fringe show, Friendo? What the, just happened? Oh, amazing character work from Sidney Oxborough. <laughs> See, but, you can't make this stuff up. Right. <clears throat> yeah, that was absolutely true. How many, was how that many, a uh, teaser for the show? Is there a point yeah, in the show? Yeah, how many characters you... do you do in your friendship? Well, there's um, Sid and Javier Bardem. Yeah. Let's see, I do uh, me, yep. uh, bus driver, uh, interviewer. Um, that's that's for the office job. Right. Uh, fast food manager. Um, and we go back to me. Uh, oh, man, these are all My just... mother, of course. Of course. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Shows a lot about my mother. Now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> wait, wait. So what you're saying is that a young Jewish man like yourself wrote uh, from New Jersey wrote a one man show that's about your mother. Well, hey, there's a reason that these shows happen this way. All right. Something or some things are cliche for a reason. Some things are cliche because they just always work. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed, but most one man shows. 
are pretty similar, and I wasn't trying to avoid that. Yeah. They, oh, you're <laughs> just like, let's just lean into this. Let's there is nothing right artistically new here. Yeah. I'm leaning into we'll it. Give it the, yeah, we'll give it the, the Oxbrow spin yeah. and just go with it. It's called, uh, it, so the sequel will be called Swimming to Jerusalem. <laughs> <laughs> it's called, you call this a life too? You still call this a life? <laughs> You want to hear an excerpt, do you guys? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. I would love to. Do we need to bring the lights down? Do we need to bring the lights down? Um, everybody close your eyes. Okay. Do you want me to bring Listeners up, like, at home? do you want us to fade in, like, a, uh, like, Sounds of the City backing track so that, like, <laughs> yeah. so that it feels like you're more on the street corner just <laughs> talking? Uh, you guys got any Eno? <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure the internet does somewhere. <laughs> um, all right. We'll fix it in post. Put it in post. Fuck you guys. Put some Eno over this. <laughs> Brian Eno. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, oh. So, um, oh. shut up. Shut this is about, uh, let's say five minutes into the show. It's a 25 minute show. Okay. Um, and I have just failed at a job interview. Um, and now I'm going in for another job interview. And uh, th- it starts out with a monologue. Look at me. 25 years old, still looking for my place in the world. How could you do this to me, God? How could you do this to me, Mother? So uh, it says that your uh, experience is mostly in customer service. What makes you think that you're right for this job? Uh, well, I'm a, I'm a real go-getter. I like to play by the rules but not always sir hmm well we'll give you a call back again thank you wow <laughs> oh my god wow. wow i see so no i see how this works because the most common the most common thing that uh that jews question the existence of god over is bad job interviews exactly <laughs> well there's a lot of uh there's a lot. There's no questioning the existence of God. The whole idea of the play is that God is against me. Oh, oh. so now were you playing the bus driver? I play the job all the characters. Yeah, uh-huh. it, it is a one man. I show. play all the right. characters. But no, he was wondering if specifically during that excerpt, like was that that, that was the bus driver that, doing the interview? Was like yeah. First of all, I'm really guys, drawn to the bus driver. I'd like narrative. to point out. I'd like to point out the character's name is not the bus driver. It's, it's just bus, bus driver. Sorry. Like the rapper, bus driver. Right. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. And just to be clear, this car- this is uh this is just a play that I wrote uh right out of college. Mm. I wrote this five years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. And I'm just finally producing it. Sure. Um You finally a, got the guts? I'm a fringe veteran. Oh, off fringe. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> off off fringe. Off off fringe. Because uh, off fringe is just so Played out now. Yeah, you, know, right. you have to go off, off fringe. Yeah. Like to get if, the real, like, yeah. to get to see what's theater. real and and hot on the streets. The, to go where Kenneth Branagh is, and the, often the off, off fringe shows are on the streets. Yeah, because uh, there's so much, really they, no theaters and left. Really, after you go off fringe. Yeah, they're really they're actually so hot right now that fringe actually now start has started to include them in the festival. Off fringe or off off the street shows, oh. just shows on the street. If, like, uh, there are people that will just stand on the street and perform, and if you stop and look and are not visibly wearing a button, they'll just hit you. That's what I was going to say. Uh, if I don't see a fringe button, uh, you better tip me. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a little uh, there's a guitar case, an oh, empty so you're guitar a case. Oh, so you're a little bit more lenient. Uh, you're not with the face punching. No. I mean, we'll see what it comes to. Right. There's an empty guitar case yeah. in front point, of the staging area. I think at that point it's no longer a one-man show and you're just mugging passers-by. Well, but I mean, well, it's, if he gets into it the, you know, what neighborhood. Yeah, and like sometimes, you know. If the, I get Calhoun Square again, <laughs> cross your fingers. <laughs> sometimes the theater, like, you know, that's such a visceral experience that like, who knows, some nights he might just get so full of like that passion that he felt when he wrote it. That he can't help but lash out violently at the closest human being, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't mention what the night you wrote this play, you went on a horrific killing spree. Like, it, it was like a Wolfman esque uh, escapade. Dude, of full dude, moon. What? You're not supposed to mention it to him. It was a long they time ago, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> they told us that being forced to remember it could cause a similar break. And this is not a big room. 
I will climb over you to get away from Sid's razor sharp claws. <laughs> Don't worry, you guys. I'm always angry. Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've ever had a guest that just that just stops in the middle of things, offers an inspirational sure. quote, yeah. and then just tags it like that. Well, I appreciate that he cites his sources, though. Yeah, I mean, no. Like, don't I don't want to get an angry email from a week later like, hey, you guys just ripped off the Avengers movie. <laughs> well, we, don't make Joss Whedon angry. <laughs> we've covered, like, Sid's parents named him Iron Man Hulk. They've been, they've been forcing him to study... Like all Avengers literature f- from birth, basically. This is my life. And you what? call this a life? Huh? <laughs> oh, tie in. Oh, everybody, wow. Everybody go see his off friend show. This is the type of wit that you can expect. <laughs> and what happens if you make Joss Whedon angry? What does he get canceled on you? Usually. <laughs> that seems to happen more when he's happy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a good that's that's a great choice. He <laughs> move him over to UPN. Ugh. Is that, that uh, is that still a thing? That uh, happened with Buffy. It was on UPN. That's also a fate worse than AIDS. Mm-hmm. UPN. UPN. Oh, man. UPN. Imagine uh, just sitting in New Jersey being forced to watch UPN <laughs> shows. Like, as long as it's Homeboys in Outer Space. Big ups, Homeboys in Outer Space. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, stop. I, I know that this is kind of a common theme of my participation in this program, uh-huh. but is that a thing? Yes. It was in the first season of UPN, starring Flex Alexander and Scotty James Dewan. I don't know who that second guy is. I know who the first guy is because I think he also had a he had what a, a fake hanging with Mr. Cooper show later yep, on. He did. Um, fake and where he was a sportscaster. Oh, I thought he was a gym teacher like mm-hmm. Mr. Cooper. Was he oh, like a maybe. sportscaster by night, gym teacher by day kind of? He it had a bunch of kids been. hanging out. Yeah, yeah there was kids all over the place. And then eventually they you know, wrote his... him out of the show, and it was just about his daughter hanging out with her friends. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, like, that's when you know that the show is not going badly. They don't just wrap it up and start a spinoff. No, they just write you out, call <laughs> it the exact same thing. I think and it was like... called One on One, actually, because he was about a single dad and his daughter. And oh. then they wrote him out, and it was still called One on One. It was about her hanging out with a group because, of friends. Because she was, she was potentially underage, and they wanted to make it clear that she wasn't having group sex. Right. Yeah. That uh, that wouldn't really clear up the legal implications. So, homeboys in outer space. <laughs> yeah, let's come back to homeboys in outer space. It was part of the premiere season of UPN with the with singing frog, Richard Jenny's Ugh. platypus man. What? Which he later took his own life over. And <laughs> wow, Star Trek Voyager. Wait, there was a thing called platypus man that where, I don't know about. Where were you for this year of TV? Um, this was broadcast television, and it was a big deal. Apparently, the same place. Apparently, the same place. All the entire rest of America was not watching UPN. Whatever they lasted for a while. They had a good run. They did. <laughs> Especially was Voyager. Thing, was Platypus Man like some sort of superhero? Did he no. solve crimes? I don't actually just, remember why it was called Platypus Man. Yeah, they explained it what, at the beginning of every episode, but I don't that was remember. part of its failure. <laughs> People were expecting was, a giant Platypus Man. Was, they, they're like, oh, is this like Duck Man? Was part of its failure also that it starred Richard Jenny? <laughs> Unfortunately. Here's the problem with that, and I have no ill will against Richard Jenny, but his name isn't Flex. How is he going to open a show? Yeah, that's a good point. So uh, they rode around in this uh, spaceship that yep. looked like a busted-down old Cadillac called the Space Hoopty. Oh, boy. And uh, they would just hang out in the spaceship. Also, they would visit this bar-slash-space station. The bartender was played by James Dewan, Star Trek's Scotty. So then they would uh, make lots of beat-me-up Scotty jokes. Wow. Wow. That I, sounds... I never knew Scotty's actual how actor, not, Scotty's name. How did, they not sustain, uh, how did they not sustain a show with that yeah, kind of they rich well? And Flex they Alexander, didn't give him enough time to Flex develop. Alexander, obviously, in this instance, based on the description of the show, um, 54-year-old uh, Caucasian gentleman with shoe polish on his face? Yeah. Yeah. As usual. <laughs> that, was was, like a, that was UPN style. Yeah, like we need to bring blackface back. Like that'll that'll really. <laughs> How did that network not survive? Right. And I really feel like it's more likely uh, that the WB would have been the network to bring blackface back. <laughs> Hence the frog. <laughs> Definitely. That's true. I guess that's true. That was the problem. They were conf- they were competing with the WB for the lucrative blackface <laughs> entertainment market. The lucrative racist vaudeville revival market. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
They did eventually just become one network, though, didn't they? I think they merged, yeah. yeah. Indeed. The CW. They still are. Oh, really? Home of Gossip Girl, <clears throat> Vampire Diaries, and other Dawson's Quality Creek programs. Types. Vampire... You could just... You can just put any word before or after vampire, and it is a show. That's yeah. basically what they're doing these days. Yeah. 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 Vampire Blender. Sure. Vampire Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> hey. Oh, I would watch that. That would have. That's what this. That's the title of this week's podcast. <laughs> that would have. In fact, that that was. That's almost an accurate title for Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> that actually would be the only like legitimate way they could have a Weekend at Bernie's three. Oh, totally. Because like his body would be totally decomposed if he wasn't a vampire. Right. Oh, no, it could be Zombie Weekend at Bernie's or Mummy. No, because they continue to decompose. Oh, that's mummy, true. Mummy, mummy would, would be work. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's good. I think he would have to be a mummy at this point because he would have to be a vampire already in Weekend at Bernie's 1. That's true. Well, maybe he was That'd just be like the twist, though. Vampires be... can't reanimate corpses. That'd be like the big twist of 3, though. Like, oh, he's been a vampire the whole time. Yeah, he was playing dead the yeah, whole exactly. time. I, to I get, really into, wanted... to, to get, the, get into their good graces as a corpse. <laughs> I really want to see Mummy Weekend at Bernie's. That'd be pretty that's good. my vote. Well, I mean, that could be the next, like, big thing. Like, like if there's a thing about teenage girls dating mummies. Yeah. No, but I mean, like, because, uh, like, the entire the entire movie has to take place on a beach, basically. Right. But right. he's all a mummy and shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's Brendan just a me- Fraser's trying to hunt him down. Yeah, and then the Scorpion King comes over. <laughs> and then grows, grows I assumed burgers. that Dwayne The Rock Johnson would play Bernie in the... Oh. Do you guys remember the part in, uh, I think it was The Mummy Returns, when the Scorpion King turns into half scor- a half-scorpion monster? I don't watch it. Sadly, that. yes. That's so um, bad. I, uh, I actually have a, uh, I just recently bought a brand new VCR because I had a, what? a, 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 a VCR. What? Brand new? Yeah, I bought it brand new. I paid brand like, new! I paid like $240 for it at, uh at uh, Best Buy, but I bought a brand new VCR because I have several VHS tapes, but one that I care about in particular, which is a, uh, it's a medley of scenes that I created of um, all of the times in Hollywood history in which someone has turned into a half-scorpion monster. How long is that real? Love it. How long is that scene from The Mummy the, Returns? Oh, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I never saw The Mummy Returns. Because it's on there 14 times. You don't want to ruin that tape. I think it's a good investment to get a new VCR. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I don't want to get that eaten up. Yeah, and then they have some backups, though. Yeah, no, I've made backups. I have digital copies and everything, okay, too, good. but it doesn't it doesn't compare with the tape warble and the like weird dead frames and yeah. the leader frames of having cut this together myself. there's going to come a day, I can guarantee there's going to come a day when Dwayne The Rock Johnson is going to be like, why aren't I getting any work? And then he'll look at the sizzle reel that his, com- his management put together. And he's like, where's the half scorpion scene? The, and they'll be like, sorry, we Rock, lost the it. footage is no lost forever. No one has it, exactly. Yeah, so he'll get on Craigslist yeah. and be like... <laughs> and find that ad you put up three years yeah, ago. Yeah, and be like, hey, does anybody have footage of, turning, of me turning into a half scorpion? Because I could really use some work right now. Um, and then I will be like... No, this is just for me. Sorry, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Be like, Ooh, you jabroni! <laughs> what? He used to call people jabronis. Yeah, he used to call people jabronis all the time. Is that a thing that means something? <laughs> no, he made it up. Really? <laughs> yeah. They're, that... like, they're like Hulkamaniacs, <laughs> except the opposite. But that, but Hulk, <laughs> wait, Hulkamaniacs were maniacs for the Hulk, <laughs> right? Or Hulk, I guess. He's not the Hulk. Right. right. Oh, man. <laughs> How Hulk did they did. never make that cartoon? They probably did. What cartoon? Hulk versus the Hulk? That's got to have happened. I'm right? sure. I'm it sure. should have been versus... a live action show back when Lou Ferrigno was still in shape. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would have paid dollars for that. That might have happened in the ring at some point for some cross-promotional thing when, yeah. I, when the TV I, show was on. I can only I imagine. I thought the movie The Ring. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's like, a lot of yeah. weird, there's yeah. a lot of weird frames the, going yeah, on. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like, <laughs> like, remember that, yeah, that weird part where like Brian Cox is just like, he looks like he's so, like he's just seen a ghost and then like they open the door and there's Lou Ferrigno <laughs> and Hulk Hogan just duking it out. Oh. Uh, <laughs> That's my Lou Ferrigno in the ring impression. <laughs> have, have, have we ever talked about... Uh, you do that character in your friend show, too, right? Yeah. Lou Ferrigno in the ring? Yeah. Lou Ferrigno in the ring. Lou Ferrigno in the ring <laughs> saved his life. That's why he was alive to write that show. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Um, but have we ever talked about on the show uh, the website HollywoodIsCalling.com, I believe, where you can pay surprisingly small amounts of money to have 
uh, TV Land's greatest D list of stars. Call your friends answering oh, machines. Oh, I have and heard shit. of this on other um, on other podcasts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit that out to make it clear that you don't listen to other podcasts. Um, uh, so we have talked about it on the show before. Because I assume that the only podcast that Sid listens to is this one. No. But, like, included in HollywoodIsCalling.com is you can have Lou Ferrigno mm-hmm. call, up, call up your friends and leave a message for them. For a guy whose career is basically ba- built on not being able to talk, it's, his only work that he can get now is leaving answering machine messages. Hmm. Well, and appear in movies as Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. It's like if you don't have a catchphrase, really, you're at a great disadvantage. Yeah, because when I when I think of that, I always think of uh, that like Fred rerun Barry is on there, and yeah. he has the catchphrase, "Hey, hey, hey." Yeah, um, that, like that makes like, that's, that's a much better payoff. Oh, you for guys, a quick what if Jack machine? Hay is on there? <laughs> Dude, Ooh. I don't know that we re- Jack Hay. I don't know that we really have to speculate about it. I think this is something that like we could just check on. Let's but, check it. But let's continue to speculate. Well, we can't check on it now because, as we've learned in previous episodes, if Mike opens a web browser, the podcast explodes. Yeah, that's right. true. Um, you but, would think how could this show be bad with Jack Hay? But can we isolate that and throw that <laughs> off? The yeah, promos? that's a bump now. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing: is like, so what? Is, like, what's Lou Ferrigno's catchphrase then? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Is that yeah. uh, like? It's also Frankenstein's catchphrase. Uh, sure. uh, it's pretty much the it's pretty much the catchphrase for every character I do. <laughs> what what, your, other, what your, other characters? Your classic do you your classic stock of characters. Yeah, Frankenstein, uh, Lou Ferrigno, uh, hypnotized Nixon. Yeah, hypnotized <laughs> Nixon. Um, there's a uh, there's also um there's also Channing Paul- Tatum. Yeah, Channing Tatum, <laughs> and uh, a, a character that I like to call Politician Badger. Can we get a taste of that? Ah! But, like, in context? Like, I can feed you a line if you want. Yeah, feed me a line. Well, what? <laughs> <laughs> Just a, 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 Politician a, Badger, uh, what is your stance on gay marriage? <laughs> All right, I can see this. I think we've got an off-off fringe show on our hands. Yeah. yeah. Um, but here's the thing, though. Is next year an election year? They're all election <laughs> years. Here's, here's the thing, though. The the thing that's unique about him, uh-huh. he looks like a badger. But is he a badger? But he wears a suit. Oh, sort of like the penguin from Batman. Yeah, almost exactly like that. But, oh. So but, he's not actually a badger. He's just a badgerish human being. But he's also a badger. What, what does that mean? He's a he's a badgerish human being. So isn't being. then he a badger that looks like a human being? He's exactly like the penguin from uh from Batman. But the, the penguin, penguin from Batman wasn't actually a penguin. Danny DeVito penguin from Batman. Oh, you're talking about Danny DeVito penguin. But he I'm still wasn't also a penguin. penguin. How is he not well, also a penguin? Well, there's no confirmation on that. Yeah, he was clearly a penguin. Like, he had flippers. For all we know, Danny DeVito himself is actually a penguin. He didn't actually have flippers. His fingers were yeah, fused. Yeah, he just together. had crazy fused hands. Yeah. Good for grabbing cats. Yeah. They're like flippers. Just like so, look, we don't know how Badger Politician or Politician Badger, I'm still working out the title, uh, we don't know how Politician Badger Can got... Can you maybe do a little prep work on your characters before you just throw them out on the show like this? No. All right. Because <laughs> I, uh, I just got an email from myself in the future. What? Oh, what? Well, that and seems important. It's addressed to me from... Dr. Sidney David Robert Oxborough, Ph.D., E.D. Are those actually your middle names, or are those new middle names? Those are actually currently my middle names. In the future, he drops the Iron Man Hulk. Right. In the future, those are still my middle names. And uh, apparently, I am some sort of doctor of Ph.D., E.D., whatever that means. Pretty huge that dick, would be a doctor, erectile dysfunction. That would yeah. be a doctor of philosophy and... The philosophy of erectile dysfunction. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he he's back. He's back in uh, the present, apparently. And he's living wait, in you, Minneapolis. You, so, wait. Are you... It, are you from the future putting on an off-off friend show that's competing with your wait, off-off wait, wait, friend wait, wait, show? Apparently, like, so the myself from the future... As a senior citizen, doctor, uh-huh. came back in time to see, you call this a life? 
And because it's the only a, in the future, it's the only known cure for Alzheimer's to go back in time and see your own one man show about your early life. If he does, yeah. If he uh, have to help. If he had Alzheimer's, that would explain a lot. He was complaining uh, in the email a lot about uh, jokes that people are making now. I think he wants to uh, come around and start uh, coming around on the speaking circuit, complaining about kids. <laughs> so, oh, because in the future that's fresh material. Well, I don't know. This is a, this is me as an old man. He's a doctor. Uh, I don't know where he got his doctorates from. Pretty huge just, dick. Wait, pretty is huge he, dick. Is he gonna Still. wait? Are you are you saying that <laughs> are you about he, to read this email? Yeah. Are you saying that he as an old man is going to show up here now? Are we gonna? No, he's not here. Are we going to? Uh, oh, damn it! <laughs> Yet um, again, that's that's what? How many? 213 episodes without the time travel paradox on how could the show be bad? <laughs> God damn it. I mean, I can read the email. When is it yeah, our, let's, let's when is it our time for the time travel paradox? To whom it may concern. He sends himself emails addressed to <laughs> who may concern? Well, he, he might have Alzheimer's. Well, I, I was BCC'd on it. I don't know who else what? he sent it to. <laughs> So it, it's not even to you. It's just, it's a, just so you know, I came back in time and I'm doing this. Yeah. You're going to get blamed for it. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. That's you nice. guys, You guys, check your phone. I think I got this email, too. To whom it may concern, I am back in the 21st century, of which I still live in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I am from the year 2050. My name is... Dr. Sidney David Robert Oxborough. Can I pause you right PhD, there? PhD, E.D., Wow, he got more letters. <laughs> so let me let me pause you right here. And I'll, I'll let you continue in a second. Please. Um, but, so you've never met you from the future. Not yet. So this is your, as an actor and an artist, this is your artist rendition of what future you sounds like. Well, there's an audio clip, but I can't play it. We're not set up for it. Oh, oh, okay. Because right. in the future, you don't email. Uh, you just speak to Siri, and then she transcribes and sends the audio clip. We should all be afraid that Siri is going to... Uh, I'm really know. disappointed by future technology. He complains, I he complains about that in the email. Okay, let's oh, get to, wow. let's, let's let's get to the, the Siri Skynet warning. <laughs> Beware of Siri. But wait, well, I'm just getting to that. I oh, mean, you like, skip some pleasantries. Skip some yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but here's the thing: Siri can't be all that bad as future Skynet because she allowed him to send emails warning us about her back in time. Yeah, well, she you in fact did it. It's for called her. hubris. You haven't actually heard the content of the Siri, the 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 message. Yeah, but if I had waited to hear the content. How would I be cutting him off prematurely? He's basically <laughs> complaining about that uh, in the future, a lot of comedians have their jokes written by Siri. And uh, there's a lot of, uh, apparently, pussy jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like how somehow there was, a, there was a punctuation mark that told you how to say <laughs> pussy, pussy jokes. jokes. <laughs> is it Siri? Is, is, does Siri write jokes like... Hey, don't you guys wish that you had pussies instead of just being uh, floating consciousnesses and sexless and electrons? beings? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's part of her act, right? That's so in, she's great. In the, she, yeah, <laughs> that's what I was just gonna ask. She's, she's like, the, is, she's is, the top selling headliner in the country. In the yeah. future, yeah. is Siri any good? Is Siri is Siri future Louis C.K.? She's like a funny Oprah. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> oh. So it's like a religion of funny. Yeah, imagine if Oprah was funny. Yeah, can you even imagine that? Did I just blow your mind? Uh, yeah, I I thought it was. I thought that that was the uh, the uh, creative imagination behind uh, the uh, X Men Phalanx plot lines. Mm -hmm. Like Jesus. Oprah Very learns similar. to tell a joke, uh -huh. and then and then all of Earth's women, at least, just become part of her. And then like. Doctor Sidney David Robert Oxborough, PhD. So ED. wait, are you Cable had to come back in time? Yeah, and are warn you, everybody. Are you right. are you the future's new Doctor Oz? Like, is that uh, why, why you have all we hear? He's so. getting all of his information from a single email that, that you won't let him read. Yeah, yeah, let him read. So. Just let him read it. He seems to have given up. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, he said some examples of jokes <laughs> that were written by Siri. Oh, I would like to hear those. So, <laughs> Siri, you say, Siri, give me a 
menstruation joke. Mm. Said, My wife's pussy <laughs> has a period for so long that I can't wait for the next one. It's like, really, these jokes? <laughs> 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 and, and, but you know what? I bet people would love that shit. So in the future, women don't have their periods, though. Their pussies have their periods. <laughs> in in the future, every joke has a pussy, a period, or a wife in it. I don't know wow. what I'm, and that's and that's the that's the king of all jokes or queen of all jokes mm-hmm. because it has all three. That's right. Yeah. That's wow. the, are there other jokes in there? Because I would like to hear some more of these future jokes. <laughs> At least one. I, I think I'm just going to start doing these jokes on stage so that, I mean, oh, I will bomb. But at least in 40 years, people will be like, ah, he was ahead of his time. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Um, have you ever heard a fart so loud that it bursts your eardrums? My wife let one off like that last night. That's the, That's the whole joke. <laughs> I feel like joke structure has completely changed in the future. Well, you know, language. It's evolves. all about statistics. If people are laughing. That's all that matters. Yeah, it's right. a, it's it's sort of the money ball of joke telling. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I exactly. Dane Cook. <laughs> That's right. Dane Cook needs to get married, and hopefully, she's still having her period. Right. Oh, <laughs> so are you sure that you didn't come back hopefully in time? He doesn't marry like a sixty-year-old. <laughs> that, is, that is already menopausal. Kathy Griffin. Uh. <laughs> Are you sure that you didn't come back in time to stop Dane Cook from getting married and thus save the future of comedy? Mm, it's not in the email. <laughs> Check if there's a postscript. I'm scrolling. <laughs> No, insisting for, for listeners <laughs> at home, he did in fact do he, the scrolling. Yeah, he was in phone. fact, he was in fact using the touchscreen technology that his phone affords him. You know, uh, I guess we'll find out more later. Yeah, when you when back in time, you does whatever you mean to do. Yeah, right. and he brought friends with him. Oh my god. <laughs> so okay. you can tell us about those friends. No, hold on, you gonna... guys. I think uh, let's call a teaser. We should probably we should probably take a break, take a briz and a brizzle. Yeah, like, I feel like we should, we might want to uh, we want to put some sort of notification out into the world that there are time travelers coming back to now. Therefore, time travel is possible. Right. Like there there are a lot of scientific implications of this single email that's been put out. Well, I mean, could Lorne, be a hologram. I don't know and for sure. Lauren Michaels is listening, so he'll take care of it. Yeah, Lauren's got this. Yeah. Except for then, Canadians will know first. Mm. Yeah, but like, what if that's how it starts? The Canadians start telling the pussy wife period jokes first. <laughs> and then, what if actually Lauren Michaels is from now and went back in time to the seventies? To start SNL. Oh, I thought oh. you said Ashley Lauren Michaels. And That's his real had, name. He had some daughter that he basically named after himself. No, dude, he's like a very British Canadian. He could actually be named Ashley. Yeah. As a dude. Totally. I would accept that. <laughs> Sid says it's okay. Checks well, maybe, out. Maybe, checks we out. Should, maybe we should look that up. Of course, in order to do that, we would have to take a break. Dan, person who negated my previous reason for taking a break like a fucking asshole. <laughs> we'll be right back. We'll <laughs> be back. Everyone hates Dan.
podcast pod 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 podcast pod 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 podcast pod pod well welcome back to how could the show be bad what huh are you rapping that was a i couldn't tell if you were starting like a my name's mike and i'm here to say style rap or if you were just sort of like dracula waking up i think it was that's my that's that's my new uh my new rap movement like whoa it start, everything starts with whoa. Yeah, everything starts with like, whoa. Well, and then, uh, like so many, like so many rapping vampire Elvises. So that's like your, you. that's like your equivalent to Rick Ross's honk noise. Well, uh, well, I mean, like basically my to Rick Ross's honk. My noise. new, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. My new, my new style is you start out with like a whoa, yeah. and then you trail off before you rhyme anything. But that honestly, well. that would fit with like modern rap because I there's a dude who was on a Rick Ra- Rick Ross track that I heard that like felt like, a Rick rap a Rick rap that yeah, he felt like he it. had to do something too. Uh-huh. But like you could tell like maybe he hadn't thought it through before they started recording because <laughs> like Rick Ross was doing his little halt thing that like totally fits into the beat. This uh-huh. guy, I swear to God, he went like or something like he made this weird like bird trill. Are you just was angry it because it was not Birdman? Because he's steal- kind of stealing the kind of thing you do. Yeah, I don't do it during a rap though. <laughs> no. I just well, do not in- that you know of. What? Yeah, <laughs> did you not know that you were a mashup sensation on the internet? Have you been pulling my audio from the show and making and just and just emailing it, like Ugh. actually emailing MP3 files to mashup artists that I know. Mashupartists.com. Check out my website, matchupartist.com. Well, we've started plugging things. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jumping into it. Well, I mean, Sid's in a in a rush because he needs to, you know, get out there and meet his, uh, his future life. self. Mm-hmm. I'm actually uh, this afternoon shooting a scene for a, <laughs> a hot new film. Uh, how are you going to plug this exactly? <laughs> yeah, let's see how this, no, let's I see how this no, goes. No, I want to see where this goes. Uh, Wait, do, is future Sid making you plug this? Because 50 years in the future, he knows that this movie might actually be be uh, almost done? Yeah, in the, in the future, this is the Kentucky Fried movie of movies. <laughs> in the future cool. they, in the future they call uh well we end up remastering it in 3D hologram mm-hmm. and then in the future 3D hologram films are what are known as movies and anything before that are called films oh okay that, uh, so this movie uh, yeah it checks out <laughs> fresh white faces the movie uh-huh um i i hope that that uh, can I just say that I hope that that's just a production title and we come up with something better. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I I hope so too. So that this plug does nothing whatsoever. <laughs> so like, yeah, there's, gonna be, some there's gonna be some archivist at Cambridge University somewhere, like infuriated, like, like on the lecture circuit, arguing over what movie, what modern movie he was talking about. Right. You know what? You guys are right. <laughs> um, starting, well, we're done with that. When is this? When is this coming out? Uh, Probably tomorrow or Monday morning. Okay, well, yeah. Go see my friend's show. You call this a life? Right. <laughs> it's playing on the corner of Lake and Hennepin. Mm-hmm. Um, well, behind Hennepin, uh, behind Calhoun Square, in the parking lot, the parking ramp. And the third floor of the parking ramp, if I can get that space. Yeah. Wait, the third floor from the third floor from uh, the, the right south outside entrance? of Famous Dave's. The third floor from the south entrance, or the third floor from the north entrance, because they're actually different. Just step right out of Famous Dave's. Well, it's in the parking ramp. So on the Skyway level. Yeah. So if you're <laughs> at uh, Lifetime Fitness or whatever, come on down. <laughs> if you have a fringe button. Uh, don't throw it away just because fringe has ended. That's a that's an incredibly savvy uh, marketing strategy, though, because it it turns out about forty percent of our listeners work out at the Lifetime Fitness in Calhoun Square. That's right. Huh. Where are you getting your statistics? <laughs> um, from they dude, seem I a have, lot. They seem a lot more sophisticated than the ones I've looked at. I have Google Analytics, dude. Oh, okay. Let's uh, let's start out with the uh, improv plugs. Yeah, let's start right. that way. Uh, starting this yes, Friday, start. <laughs> August seventeenth. At the fabulous, huge theater on 31st and Lindale in Uptown, Minneapolis. Uh, the shows will code? be returning. Uh, 55408, I believe. Nice. And, that is true. Um, Friday nights at 8. I'm doing the sound effects and music, which shall be hilarious. 
The sound effects and music will be hilarious. You heard it here first. Fuck the performers. Yeah, the performers are great. They can hold their own. But I want you to know that... Uh, but imagine how much funnier it'll be exactly. if you got when these piece of shit performers finally have sound effects and music. Yeah. Hey, it's a uh, it's a sports. It's called sports. The improvised sports with an movie. S or a Z uh, with an S. S. Two S's. and a Z. No, no. just S's. Just two S's. One at the beginning. One at the then end. I don't oh, care good for it. Classic. And uh, I do the. I'll do all the. Oh, yeah, you're selling the shit out of this. Can I say, I, can I say that I've seen the show and I'm actually disappointed that that is not actually what he's doing from the booth? <laughs> it's a swing and a miss. Oh, my God. Can you actually do that, please? Because that would kind of be amazing. I, I, that didn't really sound that I much actually... like a swing and a miss. <laughs> yeah. Specifically, like you made an explosion sound. <laughs> I don't know very much about sports, so it's an honor. What sport were they playing? Rocket cricket? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I just do what I just. Uh, you need I to just spend listen. less time hanging out with Future Sid. Maybe that's the hey, problem. Where sports don't exist except for with explosions. Right. It's a better world. <laughs> so that's at eight sports, uh, ten dollars, and it gets you in for the next two shows. The next show at nine thirty every Friday night is. The class of '94. Don't get it confused with the Fringe show, <laughs> class of '98, that ripped off the title from me. <laughs> or apparently, a show running. I'm not kidding. At the Mall of America, what? called the class of '92, which apparently also fucking ripped off my title. <laughs> and we do. Uh, there are shows. At I am almost teen '90s show that we make up, and I play three. One of three characters: Lance, the cool guy; Ricky. The hip hop guy, or Gavin, the grunge guy. So what you're saying is that you are not believable as any character in this show. <laughs> I'm very believable as all three characters, <laughs> showing your incredible range. Absolutely. That's right. Absolutely. I want to see your grunge guy headshots. Uh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the, this is the voice. It's like the guys that talk like butthead when we were in high school. Did you have those guys that went to high school with you? There's this, there's this kid, BJ Wait, Brosson. you mean autistic children? <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, I went to that high school. <laughs> there's a yeah, there's a kid in our high school who talked just like Butthead, hmm. and it was like, uh, did they have to put up? Did they have to put up street signs near his house? Yeah, probably. I think he probably like huffed uh, chemicals. <laughs> Coming up next. <laughs> How many shows are you in? A lot, dude. He does a lot. You Buckle get, up. You get seven Buckle clubs. Up. You get only seven. <laughs> well, how many can be real? Let's just keep going. <laughs> uh, to, and, uh, let's, to clear it up for the listeners, all both of them thus far have been real. Yes. I don't remember what which ones they were, but um, starting uh, you plugged the sports and the Improv go go season at Huge Theater Sunday nights Improv go go. Eight dollars. Pay what you can. It's, but eight dollars. Now it's pay what you can. So uh, yeah. So you're free. suggesting they pay eight dollars. I'm suggesting they pay. No, I said eight o'clock, didn't I? Did you, I say eight dollars? You said eight dollars. Yeah. Well, sure. Let's say. Let's say eight dollars. Because <laughs> that my, would be that my, would be a significant increase in the price. <laughs> yeah. Let's say two dollars. Um. Uh, Bring September, your buttons. September second, ninth, and sixteenth. My show, Towers and Trolls, will be back up. That's another show when I'm in the booth. And I play uh, metal music. Can you and give us a effects. vocal equivalent of that show for your job? And I play the character called the Tower Keeper. Oh. <laughs> and I have these people locked in my tower. And I give them challenges to hey. complete. Tower Keeper kind of sounds like Future Sid hasn't pooped in a while. I was going to say it sounds You've like leveled up. It sounds like Dave Mustaine is hosting level. a reality it's show. Much, it is pretty <laughs> much. Oh, like I would pay for. I would pay Hello, what I could me. for that. <laughs> Meet the real me. Well, now it sounds like Future Sid. Yeah. Yeah, um, I would pay what I could for that. It's Absolutely. pretty sweet. Uh, it, it's uh, it's it was going to be based on. Dungeons and Dragons, that's why it's to Towers and Trolls, but then some other people uh, started doing a Dungeons and Dragons show, and they're a little more high profile, uh, but we did this By show high first. profile, do you mean better? 
Uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I don't know about that. We'll let Future Sid decide that. <laughs> um, Do you think Future Sid's going to be any uh, any less bullish on Sid's performances than current Sid? No, he's not. He's not funny. He doesn't like comedy. <laughs> he only likes criticizing comedy. And then uh, also coming up next at Improv a Go Go, starting. Jesus. November 4th. Just go November to Huge Theater 11th. and Sid will be <laughs> there. November 18th. That's actually probably a pretty good uh, I'm assumption. I'm in Press Start with Dan Linden. Uh, what? Oh, two, uh, a double plug. That counts as two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then also two of those same nights, uh, I'm in a group called The New New, which is my new group that I haven't finished casting yet. It's new. More exciting than a new so group. In it's theory, new. new. Right. So in theory, it could feature... Anybody uh, that happens to be listening to this, yep. anybody that's previously been on the show, anyone yep. who is BCC, contact me. Yeah. So, uh, so what you're saying though is that inevitably, friend of the show or listener of the show, fill in the name is in the cast of this. Yes. So that also counts as two. You're done. No, <laughs> I, have, I have one more. I'm doing a stand-up show on September 27th at the Comedy Corner Underground. With James Moore and Carolyn Blomberg. There you go. What, oh, hey. what is the show? The show is, um, the concept of the show is that the three of us are improvs, which uh, is a negative. The three of you are improvs. Uh, which, is, which is a uh, negative term for people that do improv uh, from stand-ups. They call us improvs. No, and we the, also do stand-up. And no, we're doing stand-up. Improvs, not a noun. Yeah. Tell, not even actually a word. Tell no. Bob Edwards that. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with him. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, I, I don't know. I don't uh, mind being called oh, on I improv. Thought, I thought we were just tagging that like the end of a G.I. Joe episode. <laughs> <laughs> hey. So September 27th. September 27th at the Comedy Corner Underground. Which is in Minneapolis on the West Bank uh-huh. by the U of M campus. Underneath the corner bar. Yeah. Yeah. So, and every Thursday night, Galactic Pizza. <laughs> so, international listeners, make your pl- travel plans according, accordingly. Well, <laughs> time traveling listeners, September twenty seventh, twenty twelve. Yeah, good. get Very that good. right. Oh, that's a good point. Helpful. Yeah, you want to make sure that people know what year it is. You don't want to accidentally end up in some September twenty seventh where the dinosaurs still. Well, exist. they might mm-hmm. get confused, being as though we're in the uh, what third year of season two of this show. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, you uh, you can always you know like our, p- our page on Facebook. I mean, you don't I'm, getting, have to. I'm getting increasingly disinterested yeah. in oh, Facebook. Yeah. You don't have but, to. You uh, can just like you... me on Facebook, Sydney Oxborough, Poiv, oh, <laughs> class of '94, uh, Sydney Comedy on OK Cupid. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Are you? Did you actually call did yourself a, yep. Sydney Comedy on OK Cupid? Did a, did a oh, guest just Christ. plug their OK Cupid? <laughs> 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 look. We should just start a dating service. We should just have people come on here. I just think it's fucking funny to to plug my OKCupid. Okay <laughs> like, how stupid is that? That would be, yeah. We I should just it. start a dating service, have people come on here, attack them for an hour, and then put it out on the internet and see if anybody still wants to date <laughs> Maybe them. Maybe they'll feel sorry for him. That's ladies, what I'm saying. I'm still single, ladies. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, was that future Sid saying you're, saying you're still single? No. Are you just informing the oh, ladies? No. None of you will date me. <laughs> even uh, it's, it seems like even in the future, I am still single. Still single. Yep. <laughs> Actually, you, you could you could tell all that from one email that he like like just broadcast to basically every email he could think of. I don't know. I mean, there's just a vibe. You're, that you're you real. Get. You're real overshare in the future. Yeah. 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 There's, well, there's just a vibe that you get from this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and you would know. I would know. <laughs> Finish the plugs, Mike, so we can get the nicotine mustard into the veins of this show. You can, of course, follow the show on Twitter at HowBadCast, which is also uh, and only just following Steven Montenegro. Correct. You can follow Dan at Dan underscore Linden. You can follow me at Mike S Linden. You could follow Dan, but follow then you'd have to type an New underscore. Sid. <laughs> N-E-W-S-I-D. There you go. Is that, a, is that an actual thing? Yeah, that's my mm-hmm. Twitter. Okay. 
Because uh, you have pitched a lot of fake things that are not. <laughs> they all parse are, it out. It's yeah. fine. As Sid mentioned, come to Galactic Pizza every Thursday night at 10 o'clock. Sign up starts at 9.30 for the Galactic Pizza Comedy Open Mic, hosted in- by yours truly, usually featuring Sid at some point, yeah. sometimes even Stephen Montenegro. Oh. He was great this week, folks. In Soviet How Bad cast, guest pitches you. <laughs> Pussy wife, period. I'll come next week. I've got some material now. <laughs> And that Dan, not funny, but so ahead of his time. <laughs> and I am going to be doing a show on August 21st. Uh, oh, I was really hoping it was competing with Sid's show. <laughs> Uh, at 9.30 at Lee's Liquor Round. Liquor Round. <laughs> Reed's Liquor Round. You are the worst. <laughs> wow. You yeah. are the worst at this. At Lee's Liquor Lounge called Comedy Kicks Your Ass. You've yeah. taken your inability to pitch things to a racist place. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> it's a show. Good act uh, out, Sid. Good show act out. being hosted by a friend of the show, Ricky Norin. Uh... Well, hello it, there, Ricky Norris. Featuring comedy by myself and <gasps> the hilarious Andy Erickson. And music by uh, Hanson's Hypno Coins and the John Ensley Orchestra. All Tuesday, August 21st at Reed's Ricker Lounge. Started at 9.30. Wow. And it's free. Oh, my God. So go to it. it it's free-ish. You... You have to deal with a bit of racism to find <laughs> out about it. Yeah. But once you're there, you don't have to pay for anything but booze. you got to sell right. your soul a little. Too. And boy, is that booze cheap at Ree's Rig Around. <laughs> now we're going to have to pay people to go. That's too much racism. <laughs> That's one too much racisms. It's all the same racism. What's... What about, what if you say Wee's Wicker Lounge? That's just Not beard. the bees! Not the bees! <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Wicker Man. Uh... <laughs> Why? YouTube it. Nicholas Cage. No, I've seen Wicker Man. <laughs> uh, you two schlubs, I assume you don't have anything to no, add to this. No. <laughs> I might I might go to Galactic some Thursday night. <laughs> I won't, you know, be on stage, but you might be able to recognize me there by my voice and finally uh, finally know what I look like. I'm also working on a new character, John Cusack. It's John Cusack that accuses people of oh, things. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Oh. Why don't, why don't you uh, let me take us out with a little taste of John Acusek? Or, or do we want to have him back to spend an entire hour? Take us out with uh, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I can also do Gary Abusey. It's pretty much the same thing. That's just, that's just Gary Busey. No, Gary Busey is uh, Gary self abusey. <laughs> hey, it's me, John Acusek. How come people don't listen to good music anymore, man? <laughs> On How Could the Show Be Bad?